When we learn how to drive, one of the mistakes that we make at the beginning is that we look too close to in front of the car. Because we're so overwhelmed by the signal light and the windshield wipers and the gas and the brake, we have so much going on, we only want to look a little ways ahead. And what happens is that we end up always overcorrecting because we see something coming and we correct it and we move our hands too quickly. What we need to learn how to do as we drive is to look further ahead in the distance. This allows us to keep the wheel straighter. It allows us to see what's coming and to correct more slowly. But to become a better driver, we can't just look straight ahead in the distance. We have to learn how to have peripheral vision as we drive so that we can see what's coming from the sides and something that might be a threat when we drive. And then even better drivers take into account the weather conditions, where they're driving, what road they're on, what the condition of the drivers around them is, and in that they can anticipate better what they need to do on the road. In our life, sometimes we get too focused on everything that is right in front of us that we can't look up, that we can't look in the distance, that we have no peripheral vision in the way that we're living. And that's what happens to Adam and Eve. See, Adam and Eve were asked by God to be fruitful and multiply, that they were to have dominion over the creatures of the earth, that they were made in the image and likeness of God. This was their great reality, their great perspective in life, that they came directly from God and that they had been given the responsibility of caring for all of creation and to help creation flourish. And then the serpent comes along. And what does the serpent say to Eve? Says, well, did God really say you can't eat? Didn't he really give you everything? And then Eve takes, because she becomes so overwhelmed by what she doesn't have that she forgets everything that she does have. Gets so focused on the here and now that she doesn't have an eternal perspective anymore. She forgets her relationship with God. She forgets her relationship with Adam. She just gets focused on the moment. Because sometimes when we hear God ask them not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, sometimes we might think that, well, God is just taking away their ability to know right and wrong. No. What God asks them to do is to not choose right and wrong for themselves. And when they eat from the tree, both Adam and Eve, they make the choice to choose everything for themselves. And we see immediately in the reading today what the consequence of that is. What happens? They hide themselves from God. They don't want to be seen by God anymore. And they blame each other. It's their fault. And so they've separated themselves from God. They've separated themselves from each other. And now all that matters is themselves. They've shrunk their world to just themselves. This is what evil does in our life. And we see it again in the gospel. This gospel happens right after Jesus has exorcised someone from a demon. And what happens when the scribes see what happens? They're so focused on their worldview and the way that they understand things that they actually go to the extent of accusing Jesus for colluding with Satan. 
even though they know full well from their Jewish tradition, the only one who can cast out demons is God. They know that to be true. But they are so focused on their own worldview that they cannot even see what's happening in front of them, which is that a demon is being cast out. And they refuse to see the truth that God is at work because their worldview has become so small. We need, as part of our life, an eternal perspective. St. Paul points to that in the second letter to the Corinthians today. He says, what can be seen is temporary. What cannot be seen is eternal. We need that as part of our life. Not that the temporary and what can be seen is not important. Not that that's not an essential part of the way that we live. We are human. But without that eternal perspective, we become overwhelmed by the here and now, and we end up doing what Adam and Eve do, which is to hide from God and to separate ourselves from each other. And then all that matters is me, myself, and I. Because without an eternal perspective, we can ask ourselves, what do we do with broken dreams? When we have a broken dream, but we don't have a perspective that goes any further than right now, I don't have a dream anymore. What do we do with loneliness and depression when we don't have a perspective that leads to eternity? What do we do with our fears and our anxieties when we don't have an internal perspective? What do we do with death when we don't have an eternal perspective? What I'm seeing more and more as a priest, what's happening with dealing with death is we don't have funerals anymore. Less and less there are no more funerals but celebrations of life. And a celebration of life becomes all about trying to hold on to everything that was good about this person. The celebration of life becomes more about those who are still living. A Catholic funeral is about those who are still living, but also about the one who has died. It's about a celebration of what is being offered in eternity, in the life to come. The eternal perspective shifts the way that we live so it doesn't become all about us, but always keeps us connected to God and connected to each other. Because a grief that makes us hold on to something that is past isolates us from each other because we can't be with anybody else anymore. And we certainly can't trust in God anymore because we don't believe that there's anything but what this person gave to us in our life. And this becomes also important in our life of faith. How can we understand the gift of the sacraments without an eternal perspective? This makes no sense without a perspective that is bigger than ourselves? How can we understand the gift of the church as Catholics without an eternal perspective? How can we understand celibacy or poverty or obedience in the church without an eternal perspective? It makes zero sense for a man or a woman in this life to give up marriage and family. It doesn't make any sense. It's beautiful and it's good. But with an eternal perspective, it changes. Part of the whole purpose of celibacy in the church 
is to be a witness that there is an eternal perspective that still exists. Part of my life is supposed to speak to you that it's worth giving up something good in this life because there is something better that we are moving towards. We need an eternal perspective in our life so that what happened to Adam and Eve doesn't happen to us. So that we can allow to happen in us what Mary and Jesus rectified. Eve takes for herself. And Mary says, let it be done to me according to your word. Adam hides from God and rejects his wife, blames his wife. And Jesus says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Adam and Eve shrink their worldview to themselves. Mary and Jesus open themselves up to the Father, to that eternal perspective. That's why when we hear Jesus at the end of the gospel today, people are coming and saying, your mother and your brothers and your sisters, they're looking for you. It seems harsh what his answer is, but what is he saying? Those who do the will of God are my brothers and sisters and mother. Those who are able to see that eternal, that God is living and active here and now are the ones who are united to me. And so we can ask ourselves, do we allow that to grow in our life? Because I can promise you, if we don't let that eternal reality, that eternal perspective, however you want to describe it, God, if we don't let that grow in our life, over time, or even right now, we'll be like the new driver. We'll be so overwhelmed by everything that has to happen in our life for things to be good right now that we'll be overwhelmed and we won't be able to see more than two feet in front of the hood of the car. And we allow depression to take over and loneliness to take over. Our fear starts to dictate our decisions and our choices in our life. And death seems like the end of everything. And we lose our dreams. But the gift of our faith, the gift of God in our life, gives us an eternal perspective. So that losing dreams, feeling lonely, feeling fear, even death, doesn't have the last say. It becomes a speed bump on the road. It becomes one correction as we drive. God gives us the ability to look at our own life, the life of others, and at himself with the ability of a mature driver, looking into the distance, having peripheral vision to see what's coming, and to be able to respond to that in a good way. So are we allowing that eternal reality to grow in our life? Are we willing to open ourselves up to that? It's part of the gift of every Mass that we come to. What is offered to us is that in this seemingly insignificant material reality, bread and wine on an altar, heaven is broken open for us. Heaven is broken open for us at every Mass. Do we let that grow in our heart?